You are listening to episode 25 of the Less Stress, More Fun podcast. Today, we're talking about whether your feelings are in a groove. You are listening to the Less Stress, More Fun podcast. I'm your host, certified coach Lisa Schwaller. Each week, we talk about how you can rise above the stress of modern living so that you can focus your energy on what matters most. All right, let's get started. Well, hello there. How are you today? How are you feeling today? I wanted to talk about being in a feelings groove or a rut or calling on feelings that come from a pretty limited set of options. But first, let me ask you a question. Do you consider yourself an emotional person? I suppose your answer would depend on how that concept is even defined for you in your mind. Some people define an emotional person as someone who is able to feel a spectrum of feelings. And some people consider an emotional person someone who is either able to or willing to express a lot of their emotions in a way that other people can see those as behaviors. But remember, emotional person, it's a concept, it's a perception. And We are all emotional beings in the sense that we all have brains, and in our bodies, our brains are able to accept a lot of input from life. We have thoughts about that, and that causes biological responses in our body. Whether you would define yourself as an emotional person or not, I think we all benefit from learning about our biological responses called emotions or feelings. I'm not going to dive into the biology of emotions. I've certainly liked to research those things, and I've included a couple of resources in the show notes. But today, we're going to talk about how to observe your frequent or familiar feelings, the benefits of expanding your emotional perception, basically getting out of a groove or a rut, and then how you can actually work with feelings as a way to improve your personal performance, even if you're not a feelings person. Let's pause. Let's check right in again. What are you feeling right now? Maybe you're feeling content, interested, happy, curious, ecstatic, amused, bewildered. Who knows? But just check in with yourself and just imagine what you're feeling and then take it to the next level. Observe whether what you're feeling is something that you're familiar feeling. Get curious why. I would say that having worked with literally thousands of people over the years as a coach, one of the things that does seem to be very consistent is that each of us has a palette of emotions that we prefer to dabble in. So my analogy for this is imagine you like to color with crayons and there's the box of crayons that has eight colors. And then there are those crayon towers that have, you know, 64, 256, lots of different shades of color. 
And even for people who seem to have a tower, the ability or the interest in expressing a lot of nuanced emotions, most of us walk around with our little four-pack or eight-pack of feelings. What are your frequent or familiar feelings? If you were to say, oh, I'm kind of in a feeling rut, um, what is the groove of your emotional expression? And get curious why. Because honestly, when you were seven days old, chances are you didn't have a preferred set of or, or even practice set of feelings or emotions. But if you talk to people in their 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s, you can see that there's actually grooves of emotional responses to life. So we practice it over time. And that moves into, so what is the benefit of expanding your emotional perception? And I would say if we are all pretty much coloring with the same set of feeling crayons, the more we can perceive emotions in ourselves and others, it heightens our sense of possibility, of our awareness. I'll give an example of what this means. I heard something once and it really blew my mind. It was a clinician who was talking about depression as a a noun, and it becomes a noun after years of practicing the verbs of depression. Now, I, I have to go ahead and say here, this is not a medical podcast. If you have any sort of physical concern, including things that relate to your brain or your mind, that's not what we're talking about here. It's more recognizing that this clinician's perspective, that depression is a concept that describes a practice set of behaviors, whether it's chemically driven or by choice, as if there's really much of a difference, but I'll try to stay on track here today. I liked that perspective because as I work with people on behavior changes, one of the largest things that I do is help them see what they're not seeing as they're in the groove or the rut of their preferred or practiced feeling palette, right? So if they're used to feeling victimized, if they're used to feeling fear and retreating, if they're used to feeling angry and going in strong, that may be accounting for some of the undesirable results that they have in their life. Part of my work with people is saying, okay, you're going to this emotional response. You're having this thought response, this feeling response, and you're reacting out of habit. What other colors do you have in your crayon box? And if you don't have them, can we go find the colors that you need to create the results that you want to create? That's one of the benefits of expanding your emotional perception. And that does two things. It connects you to the power of choice. How we react to life unintentionally, the thoughts that come up in our mind and the feelings that arise in our body, most of that is automatic. And science is saying that there's so much happening at the subcognitive level that we're reactive creatures. We need to be. We're mammals. That's how we survive as mammals is we're we react first and act questions later. But if you're looking to make behavior changes or 
to even get a different awareness of what you do, why you do it, and how you could do things either same or differently. It really is about connecting to your choice and and just checking in with your feelings, your practice feelings, compared to feelings you might want to choose on purpose. That expansion, it brings you closer to your choice to be aware of what is cognitively available to you as decisions ahead of time. The last thing is connecting with how you individually can work with feelings to show up on purpose. Feelings can impact, amplify, prohibit performance in different areas of your life. Let me come up with an example. If you have young children, let's say preschool age children, and you notice that you are feeling in the feeling rut or a feeling groove, you're feeling anxious or frustrated or bored. Uh, I'll own that one. I I found hanging out with four-year-olds to be like, it was really fun for maybe 15, 20 minutes. And then I started to feel a little, I don't know, distracted and anxious because my mind wanted to work on more grown-up kind of things. Or when you have children who won't put their shoes on and get ready to go to preschool, that can be very frustrating. If you notice, frustration is probably not going to, it's not going to feel great for me. It's going to cause a lot of physical response in me, and it's going to shut off my creativity of how to get the shoes on the little person and get the little person to preschool on time. This is where noticing your grooves, your ruts, your feeling habits, your practice palette of the colors of feelings you choose can help you say, is there anything else available to me right now? The one feeling that I like to lob out to everybody is curious. Curious serves two purposes. One is it it brings something closer to you. It's like, ooh, let me check that out, right? It's a very engaged emotion. Curiosity gives you distance. You're not personally invested in what's happening when you're curious. I love curious as a feeling. Are you frustrated with the kids? Get curious. Why is this frustrating to me? What am I making this mean? Do I feel entitled to this in frustration? I know that's kind of a, a loaded word, entitled. And yet, being courageous enough to ask yourself that can unlock beautiful, beautiful awareness. And curious brings you into what I call my favorite reset pose, the posture of when life seems to be taking over and your emotions seem to be at the forefront of your mind and feel very intense, you can just get curious and say, oh, okay, well, you know, this is what's happening. So now what? How do I want to show up on purpose? Today, we talked about paying attention to your frequent, familiar, practiced feelings. What are your go-to feelings? We talked about the benefits of expanding your ability to perceive and choose emotions and gave a couple of examples of how to work with feelings to show up on purpose when in doubt. Choose curious. Your homework this week is to simply jot down the top three feelings you've experienced each day. I find this is best done at the end of the day before you go to bed in a notebook or even on a note app. Write down the feeling word along with your reason why. You could say, oh, today I was feeling 
um, anxious because of dot, dot, dot. And I was feeling um, tired because of dot, dot, dot. After a week, reflect. Do this every day. Don't look at the days before. And then after a week, check in and notice if you have certain go-to emotions. Are there feelings you have often? Feelings that cause you to crave a difference result in your life. You may have feelings where you're like, I'm feeling anxious because I feel I wish things were different. (laughs) And then this is actually a two week assignment. Spend the next week starting your day deciding in advance on purpose what three feelings you want to choose. Continue the nightly notes of what you actually experience. When you think about it, if there were three things that I noticed feeling today, what were they and why? Then every morning you say, what three feelings do I want to choose on purpose today? You can also add and why. Notice what shifts over time. One last tip. As you're picking feelings to choose on purpose, I know a lot of people are like, I just want to feel calm and peaceful and happy. And that is awesome, and those are wonderful feelings, and I don't personally think they're the greatest feelings for fuel. If you're wanting to show up and be an engaged participant in whatever you're doing, I would offer go in feeling curious, feel courageous or vulnerable, feel committed, certain, self-confident. Imagine what you would really, really want to feel on purpose as you are creating the life that you want to be living in three months, six months, a year, or 10 years. All right, let's notice our feeling groove and then come back to our power of choice. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying what you're learning, I'd love to have you as a member of the Less Stress, More Fun community on Facebook. Join me there to continue the conversation from the podcast. Plus, you'll get access to things I share only with community members. I'll talk to you next week.